I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on the podcast. It's the Southern Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast in association with Lucky Star Gin. It's the Sutton Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me today is Paul. We will be looking at the home draw with Doncaster Rovers and looking towards the uh, first trip to Morecambe. I think it's the first trip. It's definitely the first EFL trip. I, can, I know that for certain. Um, on solid ground there. Um, your engagement is important. I really do love all the comments, uh, shares, likes, retweets. It really just does help get it put in front of more of a Sutton fan. So I know I say it every week, but I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you all and um, keep doing it. Paul, uh, do you know what? I didn't actually check oh, up Mike. when you were last on. Hello, how are you? Not too bad. Well, I'm a bit of a cold and a cough and a splatter, but, um, oh. but I thought I'd uh, drink through it yesterday. And, uh, <laughs> the curve are probably not the best place to uh, spend it. But, no. Um, but no, hey, yeah, I'll survive. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I don't remember last time you were on. I've clipped my screen of that. So uh, whatever it was, it, like I'm sure it was a good one. I'm like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So club news: uh, the ladies' reserve side won their semi-final today. They were one 0 down, and then they won three-one. So the final—I don't actually have any details of the final. But I'm sure it'll be announced soon, and they will very much um, appreciate your um, support. Um, it's always nice towards the end of the season to have a cup final to kind of go along because you know the football is going to be broke for a week uh, a few weeks so it's nice to, to get them all in um be odd for me because at least two of the girls were in there used to play on teams opposite um lottie my eldest when she played so it'll be different cheering them on rather than booing them especially charlotte um <laughs> the coach travel is nearly full on the coach to morecambe so um last update there's only a few spaces left so if you do want it do me my john parsons make sure you let me know and send the dosh and um they have now started an Insta page, which is, I hope I got this right, sutton.united.coach.travel. So give them a follow and you get all the updates on there as well for the coach travel. Um, yeah, just get it get it going. It'll be good fun for people when they're going and a nice, easy way to get to and from games. Um, going to start with an apology for last Wednesday. And um, apologise, but it's not actually my fault, this one. Um, I could, <laughs> when, when I do it, it's, it's my fault. I'm not shy in letting you know, but this one wasn't my fault and it's a bit hard to take. It was some server issue in Frankfurt's just rebooted or something and they weren't expecting it. So 
Um, unfortunately, it was while we were mid-conversation and out of a 40-minute chat, 22 minutes um, disappeared. And uh, it wasn't on the transcript enough for me to be able to add the AI lovely voices either. So um, thank you to Alex and Neil. It was a good chat. Um, and Neil, for one, is delighted because he's convinced he's not been on the podcast after a loss. And the fact that that podcast didn't go out means his record is still <laughs> intact. So um, he's, he's, for one person, quite pleased. Uh, but I did discuss on that one that um, for the Harrogate match, which I'll be taking a little bit of stick for, I wasn't in my normal spot, obviously. Um, lots of people were in a normal spot because they went to the away end. Um, but I was in hospitality, thanks to Gabriel for an invite. He um, was the ball sponsor and it was the original Harrogate match, which got um, postponed. So the guests he had coming weren't there. So he invited me along and went along for hospitality. And it was a bit of an experience. It was quite fun. Uh, Bruce was hilarious because he kind of was greeting everyone, saying hello. And it was like, what are you doing sitting here? <laughs> hello, Bruce. Nice to see you too. Um, and then when he did his little speech to everyone, he introduced obviously the sponsors. And he said, oh, they're joined by Mike, who does the podcast. If ever you need any trouble sleeping, please just give Mike a listen. <laughs> hey, room full of 80 people. You can't buy that. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really nice. And um, if anyone does want to do the ball sponsors, the corporate ball sponsors, it's actually a really good experience. Graham looked after you really nice. Um, they were all really attentive. And it was just, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, but, yeah, I did take some blame that uh, we lost to Harrogate. Um, very, very, very quickly on the Harrogate match, um, you were at that one. Did you go to the uh, away end? Did you try it out, Paul? I did. I did, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, went to the game, went to the away end for the first half and then went back to the curve of the second half yeah enjoyed it i didn't realize i mean i hadn't been behind the way in uh, mm -hmm. i think until the first time it was built i think so um so it was good to see the improvements made behind there it looked nice didn't it uh, does does look and, good behind uh, there what the way it's been done out back there so uh yeah and obviously uh the view's pretty good and um it definitely makes a difference with the atmosphere and the noise so yeah you can see why we were experimenting to see what we might use it further down the line so yeah absolutely it'll be a good obviously there's old curmudgeons like me who prefer where they've been standing for donkeys but <laughs> for a lot of the, a lot of the youngins who've only sort of been with a, a few years it'd be good to have that as their home yeah. um because it'll, it'll be their spot for 30 years hopefully <laughs> but, yeah, yeah yeah but the game itself uh lots been said on it already um Steve pointed out three mistakes um, and we're punished. Um, subject, I'm yeah. sure we will mention in a little while. Um, so um, it was unfortunate. I mean, I think a lot of people, myself included, got sucked into the fact that we've beaten Harrogate every single time and didn't acknowledge the fact that Harrogate are a very good side. They're top of the form table. They were top of the form table and um, they definitely look like they're going for the playoffs. So um, it was a harder game than perhaps yeah. some of us really realised, and um, some of the some of the comments afterwards, I was like, well, "Hang on, you do realise they're they're actually almost in the playoffs, and we're relegation." So, if that was the other way round, if we were going for the playoffs, we would have very much expected to beat a team down the bottom. So, uh, but anyway, um, we'll move on. The game against Doncaster. Do you still do the fan hub, or have you given up on that? I don't. I'm, I'm a footballology guy, Mike. I'm a, uh, I don't do, yeah, no, I don't do the pick your starting eleven thing mainly because I'd be rubbish at that. But, well, uh, but I, you know, I know I don't do that. You do that, though, don't you? I do. I, I don't you know get? how long that's going to last. Seven. 
He so. does love a chop and change, doesn't he? Um, he does. So, I mean, what what were your thoughts on on the lineup? I mean, particularly, I think uh, Omari and Smith on the bench. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? So, well, first of all, I was trying to work out whether it was five two one two or three five one two. I wasn't sure really. I never, I, never, I can never work those things out. Anyway, that's why I don't do fan hub. But the Smith Patrick one is an interesting thing, isn't it? Because I thought uh, Amari Patrick looked really good against Harrogate, and his crossing was excellent. And I was thinking a few times there, if we'd had Harry Smith in the team, he'd be getting on the end of them, and we'd be getting a bag full of them. So I was quite looking forward to them both playing uh, in this game. But equally, I was a bit wary because I thought the trouble with Harry Smith being such a target man that we have been playing some good stuff on the floor at times, and I thought. With Harry coming back in, are we just going to start falling into that tramp of lamp, lamping it forward, um, uh, which we have done in the past? So, um, so while I was hoping for them to uh, join together, um, I was worried that they, uh, of some of the risks in that, but uh, it didn't matter anyway because they were both on the bench. So, um, uh, so yeah, so it was a surprise, but obviously, uh, you know, Gaffer knows, Gaffer knows best. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you just said it there, um, but there's a couple comments. Um, one person sort of said it was an interesting idea that we might end up having our best 11 on the pitch at the end of 90 minutes rather than at the start yeah. of 90 minutes. So uh, for yeah. sort of coming on as an impact against tired legs. Um, but he does. Yeah. He does seem to like that rotation um, and, and keep he does. Yeah. We, you know, we have, and we have got a lot of games coming up, haven't we? So I don't know whether, whether that's rotation to keep it fresh or he's still trying things or whether it's, um, or uh, or whether yeah, just volume of games, and and the other thing as well actually was because I know because I mean, Doncaster let in five goals against Stockport last week, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Four of them were headers, and I was thinking, yeah. well, that yeah, that's uh, you know, I mean, that's what Harry Smith does. So again, I was very I was very surprised uh, yeah, from that regard, but um, but obviously you know they do their own work, don't they? So they um, yeah, I mean, I, they uh, they know what they're doing out. Yeah, I, I took a little bit of stick on the one that didn't go out because I, I did question whether we would start Harry or would we say mm, no you've got to get your place back in in the side um and mm. they were both like very dismissive of, of me saying that and I was like hey it looks like I was right um but it mm. could have been that he was he was hoping to keep it tight for the first sort of hour or yeah. so stay in the game and then go for the attack um which almost worked <laughs> to be fair um yeah yeah you mentioned the formation. I mean, I mean, even match fitness as well, maybe, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Know. He he did in his extremely brief interview with Tony, he did mention match fitness was was uh, a consideration as well. Um but the formation, as you mentioned, it's quite refreshing to be well, hang on, what what are we actually play in here? Um, yeah. But do you think that potentially could I mean it shouldn't do the professionals, but do you think that could affect the players in some way to say well, hang on, where are we supposed to be? What are we supposed to be doing? Because he does change it during the match as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think, as you say, as you intimated there, Mike, I, I'd like to think that they can uh, adapt and um, that makes the, that's the difference between the pros on, in League Two and uh, those who aren't pros in League Two. So uh, I'd like to think they could adapt to it. And they, um, uh, and they seem to have adapted uh, uh, pretty well to it. So uh, I like to... Uh, I like Duke McKenna just behind Angle and Sanderson. I thought that worked really well. He was uh, he was a live wire, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he seems to like Lee, doesn't he? He's given yeah. him uh, he's given him more of a chance than uh, Matt ever did. Um, uh, you know, and he had a few chances. So um, yeah, I I'm not sure if he's still experimenting with it all, or he set up that way because he thought that was the best chance to beat uh, to beat Doncaster. 
yeah i mean on, on the lee one i should sure come on to it there's a few comments i mean we've i've been saying and other people have been agreed for a while the problem with lee is obviously he's got this reputation and people kind of go oh lee's rubbish blah 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 but we've not been playing to his strengths um so mm -hmm. he's not going to win balls in the air against someone else so what what's the point of passing it up there to to do that because he's, he's not going to do it there was some comment mm -hmm. that he doesn't even bother jump, jumping now to a certain extent of if you know you're not going to win it um i guess you might what's the point what's the point of doing that like if if uh if someone lumps the ball over on the fans game to like 10 yards in front of me there's no point in me trying to run for that because some one of the other kids <laughs> are going to run past me and get it um so uh, he's kind of playing to play his strengths um and it is nice yeah. to, to give defenses something different to think about after a certain amount of time yeah I think Donovan Wilson suffered from that, didn't he? I I I was at a soft spot for him. I thought he did a really good job for us, but it felt like he was just in the wrong setup and wasn't playing to his strengths. wasn't been able to play to his strengths a bit. And we've seen what what he's been doing at Grimsby. Yeah, he's Grimsby. Yeah, he's Grimsby. He's gone to Crawley. Oh no, he hasn't. He was supposed to go to Crawley. Yeah, has he gone yet? No, he hasn't. No, no, I don't think. I don't think he has. I think Dan. It was Dan. I was talking to in the bar, and he was saying what the problem with Donovan was. He was doing all the running and chasing into the channels to win the ball and cross it to donovan who was not there because he just <laughs> run the ball in the channel yeah. so it's like um so yeah he was, he was doing both jobs um but on to the game i mean what were you yeah. going into the game with what what kind of expectations did you have hopes um they they're not doing very um, well we're doing worse but they're not doing very well yeah yeah i thought we were down in on by game eight like uh, i mentioned right. it before i thought i i couldn't see i couldn't see uh, nothing was clicking, and I couldn't see any way out of it. I mean, I mean yeah, obviously it was it was early, and we could have changed it around, but I just couldn't see where that was coming from. So, although bizarrely, since uh, it was only to the Warsaw game, actually, I thought well, actually I can see it clicking a little bit here. You can see us knocking around. People know where they're meant to be. They know what their jobs are. Uh, and I thought we did a decent, uh, played a decent game at Warsaw. Harrogate, there was a lot of good stuff. We just got uh, done with a couple of goals. So I had a little bit more hope in this game than I have over the last I don't know four months but um uh and, and and as you say probably fell in the trap as everyone else harrogate didn't probably look at the league table didn't look at their form guy particularly uh and just thought we always beat them and um um no, sorry uh, uh harrogate and then um, and doncaster as well and uh, they seem to and 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 i thought uh doncaster on the slide weren't they so i thought well here's a good chance here but it's a massive it's a massive six pointer um and i thought uh if we don't get this one then uh then we're we're dead and buried <laughs> and uh and uh and i thought it, and i thought a, a win was needed they're the team uh on the slide and out of form they didn't show much did they really uh if we can't beat doncaster then uh yeah i thought we were in trouble so i i had um i had high hopes off the back of um uh the previous uh performances but um yeah didn't happen did it no, I mean they had they started bright, um, Doncaster. They, they were on the front foot. Um, yeah, they had, yeah, they had an early shout for a penalty. Um, the ref was mm. very quick to um, to book the player for diving uh, on 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 that early penalty. Um, but we kind of we weathered that storm a little bit, and we seemed to mm. be in control as far as a Sutton United team can be in control of a match but we yeah. seem to be in control for that sort of um first first half first 
yeah, like all the first half really, apart from an early spell. Um, yeah, but we couldn't convert. There wasn't that many clear cut no. chances. Um, how do you kind of feel the team reacts to that? Oh God, we've done well. We've, we just haven't scored um, because it was again against Harrogate. We've done well. We just didn't put the ball in the net. So it must be coming in, sort of thinking, what the hell's going on? What do we need to do? Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that, as you say, it happened in the Harrogate game where we started brightly. But if we, it's, it's teams low on confidence, isn't it? You start brightly, but if things don't go your way, you don't get a, don't uh, get an early strike or. Um, or you just uh, yeah, just don't get the break. Then you feel as though heads will drop. But um, um, but that was, I mean, that it was some good stuff being played. As I say, it was, uh, we were knocking it around. Uh, Jim McKenna looked lively every time he got the ball. It feels like something was going to happen. Uh, I, I was impressed with Lakin. You know, East D was uh, still not quite himself, but it's, it's you know he's there, isn't he? And he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's such a presence. So I think it felt it, it, it felt as though there was only one team going to score really other than uh there was a, they, had a, they had a volley didn't they and uh and as you say that uh I mean, i've looked at it from various angles whether that was a pen or not and you still can't can't yeah. can't sell looked like the referee had the best view to be honest absolutely um, yeah so uh, yeah so um i mean what they need is a tech solution where they can refer to it <laughs> no yeah. you're fine i'd rather have no. the mistakes thank you very much um, yeah, yeah. So we kind of reach half time. Uh, I mean, they had a little bit of a psychological advantage because they they'd messed around with our kickoffs and had us kick in the wrong yeah. way. Um, but we kind of again came out okay. Um, we got to the sixty-ish minute mark, which obviously all, all the differences with uh, between the two, uh, our ex-manager and current manager, um, and still subs on the sixty minutes. But I guess that's everyone. Um, and the subs kind of had that little change in formation as well mm-hmm. a little change in tactic and um 10 15 minutes later it, it seemed to work easty rolling back the years bursting into the box and yeah. uh, how he got that the ball got away from him and then he just stuck out his, his left foot and here we go lovely goal thank you very much um yeah how did you yeah, sort a bit of luck on it but uh... yeah how did you feel at that point one nil i mean it was a game of not much quality few chances were you like there we go. Let's all go home. Yeah, I, I did feel quite comfy, didn't you? I felt comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think I'd, I'd say, yeah, yeah, one nil up. They they weren't they weren't showing huge amounts. I didn't think, and uh, we got some fresh legs on and mixed it up a bit. Um, yeah, I I, I thought, thought uh, I thought here's three points here. <laughs> At last, I think it's like October. Yeah. I haven't checked that, but someone said it's October yeah. since we last one at home. I um, saw that. Yeah, raise an eyebrow. Yeah. But then we did our, our Sutton thing. Of we, we've got them. We've got them by the throat. And not only do we release them, <laughs> we then start going, <laughs> hey, you can have a free couple of punches if you like. Um, yeah. I'm not sure which order this was. So um, there was a very strong penalty shout for Ryan yeah. Jackson. Um, it wasn't yeah. a penalty shout. That, that The more I look at that, the more I'm like, that's a mistake from the ref. Um, yeah. And then they they had another really good chance where they absolutely should have scored um i think it was yeah one on one they they absolutely should have scored i think there are two of them actually one of them was a bit harder than the other um but we were just doing that certain thing of dropping deeper or actually most of the players were dropping deeper there were one or two still up there which mm. 
is potentially partly a part of the problem. Um, we then come to probably the, the, the most <laughs> important part of the match and lots and lots to unpick. Um, mm. Obviously, I mean, there's, there's a lot criticising the referee. Um, there's all sorts here. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what what was your, before we go into the actual sort of nitty yeah. of each bit, but what was your kind of overview of, of that penalty and I, it coming? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I think it's, I think it's quite important to not look at it in isolation. You've already mentioned two penalty decisions here that he's got to come up with so there's the one with Dino where he's uh hasn't gone Doncaster's way Jackson with the one with the toe and you've mentioned that doesn't go their way and I don't you know and refs will defend it to the hill they say we don't look at things like this but it must chip away a little bit and that actually if there's a 150 50 decision there then it might it might be their turn for it uh saying that so I, I've I've looked at it various I mean various different angles um i've even shown it to people who perhaps are a little bit uh less less biased less, <laughs> less, less bias and i've had mixed i've had mixed uh mixed views some people you know i think uh, was it danny said just to use the word clatter you know it's like mm-hmm. it clatters into him and actually it's a stone cold some other people are saying no way i mean it's the old classic isn't it if it is don't give him the opportunity to give it um and I actually, I, I, I watched Dino quite early because as the ball came in, I actually picked him up quite early. As, and I was just that little bit of an indecision of a man who is low on confidence, you know, and he's got to make a split second call there. And he's, and he's just not quite sure. And he's just delayed it a little bit. And it means that he's not quite there at the right time. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he has gone into both. We've seen those given. We've seen them not given. Um, I mean ballsy decision from the ref thanks very much mate <laughs> well some of it is, is you said is, is stuff I've, I've jotted down there i mean yeah there were, there were quite a lot of people still up i think there was three or so um first thing to look at in the whole build-up is was there a foul on harry smith in the center circle yeah. um yeah is that a foul not given because he's six foot five and he's a big bloke um or is it yeah. he just the ref felt you're going down looking for this um yeah so that was kind of the first part of it um mm-hmm. the judgment as you said about the should i go should i not go again trying to be objective looking at it he's like what would have been the best outcome here had you got that cleanly mm-hmm. because there was a big gap between those who had stayed up and those behind if he'd punched that out, that was only going to come back in, and he was only the, he's then on the floor on the edge of the area. So, where's the best outcome there? Um, to me, at the time, and I'm watching it again, it looks like he takes out Kizzy, who probably was about to win the header. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. 
I'm not sure where the rules are, but he takes out our player who then clatters into their player. So it's like, well, <laughs> where's the foul? Is it is it on their player or on our player? Um, you've mentioned seen him given, seen him not given. Um, but he gave the referee a decision to make. And yeah. that's, that's where you can kind of uh, query it. But one other thing I don't think we've discussed an awful lot, or anyone really, is he didn't blow up straight away. Yeah. They had yeah. the ball. They yeah. took a shot. And it went wide, or it could, but I can't remember exactly. But I don't know the exact rules. I'm sure other people do know the exact rules. And if you tell, if you know, tell me. That's great. But I don't think I don't think there should be any advantage in the pedal box unless someone's literally going to roll it into an empty net. Um, but it, I always understood that the advantage was um, if it doesn't materialise or it's squandered, then if it doesn't materialise, you get the free kick. If it's squandered you don't get the free kick. So if the ball comes to a player who then fails to trap it and it goes under his legs out for a throw-on, for example, then you, that's, that's on him. Sorry, it's not our fault you couldn't take the advantage. Um, but it just seemed to be quite a long time between the collision and him deciding, OK, they've missed that shot, I'll give the penalty. Um, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a good point, Mike. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah, right. I don't think I've... Um, as you say, I'm not familiar with the law or whatever on it, but... Um, as you say, I don't think I've seen often advantage being played that long in a penalty area. Yeah, I, uh, go, I mean to go back, uh, the Harry, the Harry foul. You know, I mean they were all over him as soon as he was on the pitch, weren't they? And wrestling to the ground, so we're never going to get something like that. And I've seen, I've watched it quite a few times. Again, not the angle, not quite there to see whether it is a. It's certainly not stone cold, so you can see why it's played on. Um, it was interesting that you said that. He, uh, he went colliding into Joe first. I, I, my take was he took both of them, but you might be right. right. Again, it's I don't know. I've just seen the um, I've just seen the uh, was it low low cam whatever they call tech call. Yeah, but you got to remember, I've got very biased eyes. It's not not just slightly biased. I'm very biased. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, me too. Um, so yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's uh, oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah what a oh. shocker. I mean, there's a couple of other talking points from, from various fans, um, which we'll pick up afterwards. But the two games, we kind of were saying, right, we want to hopefully six, at least four points from these two games. And we got one. Um, yeah. Is this a missed opportunity? Or if, I think as Mark Brovey put in the forum, if we were to suddenly go, we're going to win the next two games, however unlikely that is, but if we were to suddenly put two games back to back, these two games don't mean anything because you would have taken that over the four games. Well, yeah. If anyone can tell me where these two games are from Morecambe away, Wrexham at home, Bradford away, Colchester home, Notts County away, Tramir away. Uh, so we've got four away games, two home games. I've seen, okay, so we're knocking it around a bit more and we have seen some bright sparks in the new setup with the new regime. But you know we keep on we keep on saying this, don't we? We keep on saying it's coming, it's coming. Uh, I've, it ain't coming. It, I, I I just cannot see where it's coming. I yeah. really can't. Because I mean, and you know the there's this. We need two worse teams than us, don't we? Mm -hmm. So um, and every time we see two teams, they suddenly put a run together or something. So we're now down to well, we we're now down to 
um, Doncaster, Grimsby, us, Forest Green, is it? Mm. And, uh, and they're going to be picking up points as well. And, and I think it would have been okay, but we're seven points behind now. Yeah. And, and, and as we've got left games. And uh, this this magic streak of four wins in a row, where is that Where is that coming from? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll be cheering from, with the rest of us. And, you know, yeah. But... Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I genuinely a, can't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is a really unlikely scenario, but um, I think I did look this up earlier. It was Dell on the forum. He had said that when we took on Steve with 21 games left, and he kind of worked out that if we had four or five points from each set of three games, then yeah, that would probably be enough. I think if it was four points from each set of three games, it would have been 46 points in total. Um, so five points obviously would be slightly higher. And at first you're like, well, hang on, that's mad. Then the first batch of three, we got three points. So you're like, okay, that's his first three games. We're only one out. Yeah. If we were to beat Morecambe, which is a big if, obviously, we would have got four points from the next batch of three games. So we're all still on that kind of hopeful, hopeful clutching at straws <laughs> target. Um, we're there. We're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, put like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But... On the other side of that, the last-minute goal gives Doncaster a huge boost because they were losing the game. They were dead and buried from the game. They were suddenly only four points ahead of us and looking awful. And now suddenly, whoa, we got a point, last-minute point out of the bag. How much of a boost is it going to give them to go to the rest of the season? I, I mean, that one glimmer of hope I've got in all this is that Doncaster are an absolute pony, aren't they? I'm, I'm not. I can't think of many worse teams I've seen down the down the lane for uh, for a while. So. I I can. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You go back further than me, though. No, no. <laughs> it's our team <laughs> this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah. So uh, that gives me a glimmer of hope. Uh, Forest Green. I think Colchester have, have bought strongly uh, over the January period. I think they'll they'll pull themselves out of it. Um, so I mean, Grimsby not sh- not um, haven't watched them too closely, but uh, uh, and Forest Green, you know, we need them to uh, stay where they are. Thank you very much. So uh, that's my one glimmer is that there might be just two teams worse than us, but we're now seven points behind one of those, mm-hmm. uh, which which just makes that that ninety six minute penalty massive, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it will be. I'm sure one of the points we look back on on the season. Um, of yeah. many, when we're on many. the coast of the sun, yeah, exactly. Um, right, so there are a few different points, um, a couple of which we kind of said a couple, but um, lots and lots of blaming the referee. Um, it's really easy to do, it's really simple. Um, sometimes the refs don't help themselves. Um, so you you brought it up, and I've written it down. Um, was the decision, um, in any way influenced by the especially the Ryan Jackson one, which was quite mm-hmm. an obvious penalty. Um, and it was to make up for it. Um, not sure if I can sort of accept that because where's our evening up of these decisions? Um, for example, like Kizzy was booked for a challenge he didn't even make. <laughs> so we're kind of sitting there going, put your foot in, kids, And he gets booked for not putting his foot in. <laughs> well, hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a sec. Um, so if the refs are balancing these things up, 
we, we're going to get some great decisions over the next sort of 18 games or, or 17 games uh, because there's a lot of balancing up. You think of like Crawley away and stuff. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, there's, there's some people who will say that refs want us out of this league and so on and so on and so on. Um, I had, a, a, well, I made the comment about the uh, Mr. Rock, who uh, I'm sure he's not biased, but he doesn't do an awful lot to dispel the myth that he is. <laughs> <laughs> close to us, but do you think it's as easy as going, yeah, the ref made a couple of mistakes? I mean, he's clearly made them both ways. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, if we're going down the route of uh, of, of um, bias, then we're, then we're down the route of conspiracy and bribery and, and all sorts. So I, yeah. I, I don't think that happens. I, don't, I just don't think it does. I think, uh, oh, is there some unconscious bias? in there maybe you know the ref comes down to a grim old you know south london uh spot but you know and um maybe a little bit of that and they, and they find refereeing our style of play difficult perhaps and uh, get frustrated by that possibly but i think i think the biggest issue is just inconsistency in refereeing there's just it it is inconsistent. It's always going to be inconsistent. Has refereeing got worse? I don't know. I mean, maybe it has, but, you know, people shouting at them and giving them right old dogs for 90 minutes. Uh, maybe that's the part of the problem is that referees don't want to referee anymore. And we've got a shortage of refs. So, well, um, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't buy into the whole thing about refs have got it in for us. No, not at all. Right. Yeah. Let's just, um, some goals in the net. Exactly. I mean, you, you, the unconscious bias we, we already mentioned is obviously there is a difficult one with Harry Smith where you mentioned the inconsistently see where he jumps for a ball and there's a bit of pulling and he gets a free kick against yeah. him and then someone wrestles him to the ground and literally they've got him by the waist and they fling him and then he gives away a free kick and you're like well yeah. hang on no no just explain it okay I'm not saying you're cheating I'm just saying explain that one how what do you think he did um, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I do think that um, obviously I'm an old git, so I know the time before people used to complain and moan about referees, but because we didn't have social media and replays so readily, readily yeah. available, you couldn't point out the referees. You'd forget about them eventually. Some of us would. Yeah. I, I know there's one or two people who don't forget about referees' mistakes, but <laughs> some of us would just forget about them because there's another set of problems for the following week. So, um, I mean, part of the problem like, is, is they're going to make mistakes because it's bloody hard. It's yeah. a re it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you only have to take it go and referee a kids' game for uh, twenty minutes, and, and just yeah. the things you're having to look at. Was well, it a ref has to make four hundred decisions in a Premier League game, doesn't yeah. it? Something like that. So, even in our it, chat now, bloody hard. We we've talked about watching the replays, and we're not sure what happened. And we've exactly. got the benefit of being at the match, watching the replay, trying to go, well, what? Look at me, rewind that. So yeah. it, it is hard. And I, I, I hate, hate, every time I do it, a little bit of sick comes up to go, oh, can't blame <laughs> the referee. You can't. But it's just so easy <laughs> to clutch onto that made a mistake. But hopefully, as, as we're saying, we, we can point to two potential mistakes, one for, one against. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it evens itself up, no. Um, there was... <laughs> quite a lot of Dino out uh people very very angry at Dino because as much as people are saying the referee shouldn't have given a penalty there's a lot more saying what the hell was Dino doing on this this coming out for it um my favorite is, is it seems to be a rumor that someone starts well not they didn't deliberately start a rumor I think they said I wonder if and people have taken this as as a, as a fact um 
and it was uh, that Reading have insisted he starts every game. Um, and it's like, I'm not sure we would have agreed to that. I'm not mm, sure Matt would have agreed to that. Um, and I'm not sure Reading were in a position to make too many demands, <laughs> to be honest, because they wanted him <laughs> out. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I, I get that that happens sometimes with, like, like if we were going to loan a keeper from Arsenal and they're, they're yeah. ready for him to make a breakthrough, they could say, no, this kid's good. We need him playing games. So I get that happens sometimes, but I, I don't think it's in, in this one. Um, mm. Andrew Jackson on Facebook, um, I didn't write it all down, so I'm paraphrasing this. He's made a really, really good point on decision-making. Um, and the crux of it is we want players to take risks and play without fear um, because that's when the good stuff happens. When something happens, when the ball goes to somewhere unexpected, we get a break and we, we've suddenly scored. So we want players to make these decisions, but <laughs> players are going to make bad decisions as well as good ones. Um, and we may need to just accept that and hope that the positives outweigh the negatives on that. We, we, we kind of, I, don't know if I, think, yeah, I think it's a great point. Uh, I don't think that that is a good example to that point. I think, okay. uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's a great point and I absolutely take it on board, but I thought Dino's decision on that was just really poor and not based on the risk of it or uh, it was just, just not great. And it was, a, it was the decision of a man short on confidence. I think, um, you know, we know, we know he's a good goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so, uh, you know, we were clicking and we had a decent defense in front of him and stuff, but he's a, he's a great goalkeeper. So, and, and he, and things in front of him perhaps aren't as good now. Well, they're not, are they? Uh, aren't as good at the moment. So he's finding that a bit difficult. Plus he's just been ousted by a club he went to. Um, and plus he's having a tough time of it here. Um, his distribution is poor, has been mm -hmm. poor, especially from hand. But uh, the pelters he's been getting, I think, have been a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, well, I was saying that. And but that one that one yesterday was a stone-cold howler. Um, and, uh, yeah, and has cost us dear. But, I, I, you know, we shouldn't be pointing fingers at him that he's put us down on it. OK, never a dull moment. Paul's just um, ended up on a point. Uh, and um, for some reason, it's chopped the last 10 minutes or so of the conversation off. So I'll give you a little bit of um, appraisal of what we, what we carried on with. So um, Paul was just saying that it's lots of stuff that's put us down this season. I've obviously made the point then that, um, yeah, mistakes that happen in sort of February, March time that cost points always seem to be uh, worse than August, September, uh, three points. Um, so they just live longer in the memory. Um, so obviously any mistakes goalkeepers make are always always highlighted because they often um give out a goal and the uh point out the fact that one time i overplayed in goal and so i pointed out to my defense and said any shots on target and they're in i made one save because uh, i think it hit me um but that was it and it's their fault so next thing we kind of pointed out is that um we didn't notice it at all i didn't notice it at the time paul said he did um is he celebrating um, friendly away fans, obviously, um, I don't, everyone knows I don't mind the old shithouse every now and then, but I'm not sure what they gave to him to give that kind of stick back and how fans are only in the corner. So it would have been easier to kind of run to, or easy-ish to run to them. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not a saint. If uh, away fans are giving it, 
then they need to take it back. But I don't think we need to really get into all that if, if we can help it. Um, then we uh, were talking about the Morecambe game and um, another little plug, places on the coaches are limited there, so get, get it in there early if you want. And anyone who does book the coach, do, do book it early and um, hopefully we'll get to a stage where people start losing out so lots of people start booking it and then we can have more coaches on, get a bit of a bigger following there. Um, so we discussed, do we start the best 11, do we rotate? Um, I think uh, suggested Pacenzi, Steve Morrison for a bit, and uh, Paul was saying that obviously there's lots of ifs, buts, and maybes going on. We don't know what um, his thoughts are, and but he did show um, some positives about setting up for our away games, um, as we did it with Walsall and Mansfield. So um, they, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll do a bit better than we did against the teams at the top. Um, but we then had a bit of a discussion about the. Um, the sort of points on the board and what we need and so on. Um, I did point out that we need to maybe combine our current mindset with our previous mindset to get a bit more physical um, because uh, referees already think we do, do uh, be physical. So let's get a bit more physical and uh, at least do something to give away those free kicks that we seem to be giving away. We then discussed the prediction league and uh, gave our predictions and uh, obviously discussed Paul being near the top and Andy hunting him down and taking the top spot now. Um, anyone who wants to join in, the code um, is out there and or you can obviously click on the link. Um, this moment in time, you're probably not going to trouble the leaders, but do join in anyway, because at least you're in there for, for next season and um, we can until start afresh and go on. And <clears throat> so we are then talking about um, wrapping up the episode so yes thank you very much to everyone for listening sorry you've had an extra rambling from me at the end not really sure what's happening at the moment um it's a very good platform makes things a lot easier usually but the last couple of weeks has been a bit of a struggle so i'm not really sure what's going on there uh but thank you for listening thanks for your ear attention the cup's gone now um i did show it off uh, but uh, thank you also to Lucky Star Gin for sponsoring and thank you to Paul for giving up his time and flying solo. Will unfortunately had a clash. He's um well he's he struggled with his uh uni work, he's prioritized other things and now he has to reprioritize his uni work. So uh, get on with it, Will, naughty boy. Um but yeah, we will be back on Sunday after the Morgan game and um, I'm finalizing the guest list now, so it's a bit of a surprise who'll be on. Um meaning I haven't organised it. But thank you very much. Take care and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.